Good evening, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Clayton in the Car. I'm Clayton Caldwell here. As I break down the Daytona 500 entry list, the open teams, and what they have to do to qualify in for the Daytona 500. Just give you a little preview of the open teams and, and who's locked into Daytona 500, who's not, as we get ready for Sunday's qualifying at Daytona International Speedway. So the entry list came out on uh, Wednesday night, and uh, there's 43 cars on the entry list, which means there's 36 teams that are locked into the Daytona 500. Now, there's 36 charters, so those 36 teams who have a charter are locked into the Daytona 500. Most of the big-time drivers, uh, most of the drivers who run full-time on the circuit in the Cup Series are locked into the Daytona 500. You know, your Chase Elliott's locked into the Daytona 500. Doesn't have anything to worry about on Thursday in the duels. The only thing he's going to be running for, really, in qualifying uh, in the Daytona 500 is he's going to be going for the pole. Uh, same thing with Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, uh, Eric Amarola, all those guys that, that people might like, Kevin Harvick, all the big-name drivers, uh, drivers that you might like that's a big-time team, they're locked into the Daytona 500. Um, There's seven teams that aren't, that are on this list. So again, 43 cars, so 36 are locked in, seven aren't. They're, I will refer to them as the, an open team or a go-or-go-home team, and I apologize. I'm trying to nip the go-or-go-home uh, term in the bud, in the butt, but I can't do it. I just can't because I've referred to that those as so long thanks to Mike Joy. Um, I might slip up and say go or go home. So um, that when I refer to go or go home and an open team, that's the same thing. Now those open teams and the go or go home teams are fighting for four spots at the end of the Daytona 500. Now Daytona will have 40 cars in the field at at the Daytona 500. There's 36 again, 36 chartered teams. Four open spots at the rear of the field. Not the rear of the field. I should take that back. The four open spots for the Daytona 500 because there's going to be 40 cars in. So 43 cars, that means there's going to be three that are outside looking in when the Daytona 500 comes on sun uh, in a couple of Sundays. So there's a couple of ways these teams can make the Daytona 500, uh, these open teams. And I'll, I'll, I'll go through the open teams in a little bit, but I want to explain the process of qualifying for the Daytona 500. So on Sunday, we will qualify. It's going to be one lap. Each car's going to get one time lap. And the fastest of each of those, of all 40, uh, what is it, 43 cars that are locked into the Daytona 500 will be the pole sitter in the outside of the front row will be locked in. Now, no matter what happens on Thursday, those cars who qualify first and second will start the Daytona 500 first and second, no matter what happens. Now, it gets a little weird from that on back. Um, all the charter teams are really qualifying for their starting position in the Thursday qualifying races next Thursday. And the qualifying races next Thursday. Um, you got to say the third, the guy who starts third is going to start the, the first qualifying race and second. And the guy who starts fourth, who qualified fourth, will start the second qualifying race in second. They're going to split the field in half, obviously, for each qualifying race on Thursday. Um, and, you know, it kind of goes that way. Now, it gets a little fluky towards the end of the field because you have to have a certain amount of open teams in each duel. For this year, it's going to be an odd num number no matter how they slice it because there's only seven teams. And with two races, you can only uh, trap them up un unevenly. There's going to be four in one race and three in the other. My guess is four in the first race and three in the other. So the teams that are in the second race will have a little bit of an advantage because um, 
they're only going they're only going against two other cars open cars in the dual race I, then again in dual one where they're going to be going against three other teams because there's four open teams in, in race one and three open teams in race two now they have to cut it kind of even so if six guys qualify in the odd number starting positions which would odd number starting positions normally would determine the first uh get rate duel or now we call it a um, can-am duel i forget what even the sponsor is now advent health duel can rv duel so whatever it is uh but the first duel race is usually the cars are qualified in the odd number positions but with the open teams and the fact that you have to have an even amount it gets a little fluty because gets a little flighty because uh fluky i should say because if five open teams qualify in an open in an odd position you can't have five cars open cars in one race so you have to kind of even it out so it gets a little kind of messy towards the back end of the field as far as how they qualify um and how where they'll start in their dual race but really all you need to know is that the 36 charter teams are really on sunday qualifying for their starting position in the duels that's it and then they'll run the dual race to determine where they start in the daytona 500 the people in dual one the drivers in dual one will start on the inside row and the drivers in dual two will start on the outside row now the qual the pole sitter and the outside pole sitter will have to race in each duel and i'll explain a little bit uh what happens with them now th again they will start the daytona 500 first and second no matter what happens they could tear up unless they wreck in the duels they gotta go to a backup car then they're gonna start to rear the field i'll explain that in a little bit but so sunday for the 36 charter teams they're just qualifying for their starting positions i've said that numerous times for the rest of the teams the seven teams that are the open teams there is a little bit of incentive because we will know two teams that will be locked into the daytona 500 so how daytona does their qualifying format is 36 cars like i said 36 charter teams are in four spots four open teams two of the open teams will be determined in sunday's qualifying and two of the open teams will be determined in the thursday dual races qualifying races on thursday so that means there will be two spots two drivers will earn a, a starting position in the daytona 500 based on their qualifying speed on sunday uh two open teams so of the seven that are open and i don't already qualified they will qualify into the daytona 500 and they will start the daytona 500 no matter what happens in their dual race on thursday now the interesting part about that is they can and they have the opportunity to race in their duel and improve in their position and improve their starting positions now the two teams that qualify in the daytona 500 based on their qualifying speed start at the rear of the field they will start in positions 39 and 40th um so if you don't want to start at the rear of the field and you already qualified in the daytona 500 on on sunday you might you're going to run want to run your duel hard and you're going to say hey i'm going to run my duel because if you finish in the one in the top as the top open team in each duel you will start in your qualifying where, where you finished in your duel now again it gets a little complicated it's a lot complicated but the top open team in each duel will make the Daytona 500. That includes teams who already had qualified in because of their speed. So let's say a driver like Justin Haley, who's going to be in the 16 open team for uh, for Colleg Racing, says, you know what? 
I he he was the fastest of, of the op, of the seven open teams on on Sunday. He in another car already qualified into the Daytona 500. No questions. They already did. Now he's not going to want it, but but depending on what happens Thursday, he's starting 39th. But he might sit there and go, I don't want to start 39th. I don't want to have a 39th pit stall selection. You know, I don't want to start all the way back there. I kind of want to improve my position. So I'm going to run the duels as hard as I can. And if Haley becomes the, the top finishing open team in his duel race, he will qualify for the Daytona 500 via his duel starting position. For example, let's say Justin Haley finishes his duel race and he's in duel race one and he finishes sixth in his dual race. That means Justin Haley will start the position, start the Daytona 500 and 15th, because let's say for just all intents and purposes, the uh, pole sitter finishes behind him. So he will start fifth in his dual race. Uh, start. He finished fifth in his dual race, so he'll start like 11th or 12th in the Daytona 500. So he moved, he bumped up his starting position by, I don't know, 30 spots, 25 spots, which is pretty good. So there might be some incentive for him to do that. Now, he has totally sit, he might totally sit there and go, listen, we qualified our way into the Daytona 500. I don't want to risk it. We don't have another car. We don't have a backup car here. We qualified it on Sunday. We're going to run the duels because we have to, but we're going to take it very easy and we're going to, um, you know, just kind of hang in the back and not really try and gain a lot of spots and take it easy and avoid the accidents. He's more than, it's more than okay to do that. He'll just start in 39th spot. But for example, if he does what I said earlier, which is run his way into the duels, that frees up a spot at the rear of the field because the rear of the field has two drivers who are locked into the, to the Daytona 500 via the qualifying time. Haley will no longer be in his by his qualifying time because the dual finish trumps his qualifying time. So now that leaves the, the qualifying speed open for another driver who qualified on Sunday who was the third fastest car. Let's say that's Brendan Gaughan, who Brendan Gaughan in the 62 says, you know what, I was the third fastest team. I'm in the Daytona 500 via my qualifying time. So that is possible. That has happened before. We've seen it happen numerous times. It's also possible that both cars who qualified uh, on speed on Sunday are the highest finishing dual open cars in their dual race, and they run their way in. That's very possible as well. So it gets a little bit complicated towards back into the field, but really what you need to know is is the drivers who, the three drivers who are the slowest in qualifying on Sunday have no chance of the open teams, I should say, have no chance of making the Daytona 500 via their qualifying speed. Not, a, not any chance. There's no way they can make it. The driver who's fourth of the qualifying speed in the Daytona 500 of the open teams has a chance to make the Daytona 500 on his speed if both drivers who were first and second in qualifying of the open teams finish as a top team in their duel. The third driver who was fastest as the open team will make the Daytona 500 via their speed because by if one of those drivers in front of him finishes in an open spot in his duel. Now it gets a little, again, it's complicated, um, but that's possible. So that's how you qualify for the Daytona 500. 
Now, I will give you a quick rundown of each seven open teams. Um, something here as the open entry list came out. One of the open teams is uh, the number 16 of Justin Haley, who I used an example earlier. It's called like Racing. They're going to have an RCR engine and chassis, uh, most likely. I don't think that's been officially confirmed, but that's what they do with their Xfinity Series program. I doubt they won't do that in Cup for the Daytona 500. It's their debut, Colic Racing, making their debut in Daytona. Haley's going to have to qualify his way in. The next driver of the open team is Reed Sorensen. And I apologize if I miss out on some details here or I go out of order a little bit. I am in my car. I don't have notes in front of me. So I apologize if I backtrack a little bit. But um, I'm trying to go in number order from least to greatest so nobody gets confused. Uh, the number 27, Reed Sorensen, is next. He's driving to Premium Motorsports, number 27. They don't have a charter, so they were going to have to um, qualify their way into the Daytona 500. Now, Sorensen's a veteran. So Peachtree City, Georgia. He's been around forever for a long time since, I think, 06 maybe was his first year. He ran for Ganassi. Remember Richard Petty Motorsports? He ran for Tommy Baldwin for a little while. Uh, he's been a premium the last two or three years, so he's been around, Reed Sorensen. Uh, but he's going to try and make the Daytona 500. So good luck to him. See if he can do that. Uh, it's a premium motorsports. They have, I believe it's Pro Motors in their car. So they're going to try to make the Daytona 500. Uh, the crew chief for that entry for Reed Sorensen is Peter Suspenzo, who's a veteran crew chief. Remember, he was with Jeremy Mayfield all the way back when Mayfield was at uh, Penske back in the nine, late 90s, early 2000s. He's been around forever. Um, the other Justin Haley's crew chief is going to be Billy Scott, who was the crew chief of the 41 car last year. Uh, I failed to mention that earlier, but he's going to have Billy Scott as his crew chief there. Uh, another open team as you as we go through the field, and again, I'm racking my brain here as far as who's the next open team in number order, and I believe it is the number 54 car of J.J. Yelly. Uh, so Yelly's going to be um, driving the 54. It's a Rick Ware racing entry. I believe it's a Ford he's going to have, J.J. Um, Rick Ware racing, and I'm not sure the crew chief on that. I apologize. It might be George Church or somebody of that nature, Jason O'Talon maybe, um, the crew chief of that. It's, it's a Rick Ware racing entry. Uh, if it's a Ford, they're going to rush Yates engines. So, um, you know, JJ is a veteran. You remember him over there at Gibbs. He started his career at Gibbs in the 11 car in the Cup Series. Went to the 18. He was the driver of the 18 before Kyle Busch. Yelly's been around a while. He ran in Xfinity for a little while, remember, with TriStar Motorsports. So Yelly's another veteran driver who's going to try and have to make um, the field in the Daytona 500. Okay, and I said I didn't have notes in front of me, and I would skip. I figured I would skip somebody, and I did. There is a number 49 entry in the Daytona 500. I apologize for skipping over Chad Fincham, who's going to be driving. Now, Chad Fincham's a young guy. He's running the Xfinity Series in the last couple of years, but he's going to be driving for MBM Motorsports. It's a Toyota, his car. Uh, they're gonna, they have kind of their own engine program over there. He's going to be using those engines to get in the Daytona 500. He has a teammate. Timmy Hill, but Timmy Hill is a little bit of a different situation. I'll explain that in a little bit when we get to his uh, as an open team. But Timmy Hill is in a Daytona, running for the Daytona 500 as well. But but for Fincham, they're going to be running the MBM Motorsports engines. Uh, he's going to have Doug Richard as the crew chief. Now, Doug has been around literally forever. If you remember, he was the crew chief of Dale Earnhardt's um, championship year in 1980 for Rod Osterland. His first championship Dylan Hunt's first championship in 1980 was Doug Richard turning the wrenches. Now, Richard's been around a long time. He was Greg Biffle's crew chief in the mid-2000s. Uh, before that, he worked for Junior Johnson in the 80s. Um, he was ahead of BK Racing. He did a lot of a lot of stuff for BK Racing uh, the last couple of years as well. So 
Richard's been around a, a, a quite a quite a few years, but he's gonna try and get into Daytona 500 with Chad Fincham. I think Fincham's gonna have a heck of a time making the 500. But crazier things have happened. We'll see what goes on. But uh, he's gonna have a heck of a time. I mentioned Yelly. He's number 54. Now the next driver to try and make the Daytona 500 is Brendan Gaughan. Now Gaughan, I mentioned a little earlier as an example as well. He's going to be driving number 62. It's Beard Motorsports. He's done it the last couple of years. If you're familiar with Gone in the Daytona 500, uh, he's, he's run this car the last couple of years at the plate tracks. So he's going to do it again for the Daytona 500. Number 62, Chevrolet uh, RCR engines and chassis there as well. Uh, Darren Shaw is going to be the crew chief for Beard Motorsports. Um, Brendan Gaughan's going to try and get in. Gaughan's a veteran from Las Vegas. He's had a ton of truck starts, a ton of Xfinity starts. Ran Cup for here and there the last 10 or 15 years. He announced earlier it's going to be his last year in Cup. Um, so, Gaughan's going to try and make the Daytona 500 as well in the number 62 Chevrolet for Beard Motorsports. Another open team there is Daniel, uh, excuse me, is uh, Timmy Hill. Now, I mentioned Timmy Hill earlier. He's going to be driving the number 66 car. It's a Ford for MBM Motorsports. Now, again, MBM Motorsports, um, they are a team that run the Xfinity Series are run by Carl Long if you're familiar with that name you know years ago he got penalized in the uh, op- in the all-star race um, for uh, an engine that was just a hair too big and they and they suspended them for a long time but uh, he, he's an owner of this team which has been since righted by the way uh, the sp- suspension but he's the owner of this team and he's going to run with Timmy Hill now they have a Ford engine and chassis there I think it's a Roush engine it's a, definitely a Roush Yates engine but I think it's a Roush chassis even in that 66 car uh, for Timmy Hill. So Timmy's going to have a, a, a better chance than his teammate of making the Daytona 500, but we'll see if he can make it. Um, it's going to be an interesting interesting little deal there as well to see if he can make it. Uh, as I go through the teams, again, I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain. I gave you um, Justin Haley, Reed Sorensen I talked about. I talked about Ju- uh, Chad Fincham. I talked about J.J. Yaley. I talked about Brendan Gaughan, and I talked about... Um, Timmy Hill. Now, the other open team is a guy we are all very familiar with, and I want to stress, Daniel Suarez is not locked into the Daytona 500. Now, Suarez is going to have a very good engine in that car, a TRD engine that they got from Joe Gibbs Racing, of course. TRD, Joe, they, they supply the engines for Joe Gibbs Racing, TRD. He's going to run a full year in that 96 car for Gaunt Brothers Racing. That's the organization and the team he is with. Gaunt Brothers Racing, Toyota. Not sure where they're getting the chassis from. Uh, Dave Winston's a crew chief over there at that 96 car with Daniel Suarez. And that car, if you remember, uh, Parker Kligerman's driven that car the last couple of years. Um, DJ Kennington's made the Daytona 500 in this car a couple of times. So it's a car that's made the Daytona 500. Suarez shouldn't have any trouble making it, especially with the TRD engine. So uh, Suarez is the last open team of the seven that are in the Daytona 500. Again, I'm going to run through your open teams. Um the number 16 of Justin Haley, number 27 of Reed Sorensen, the number 49 of Chad Fincham, the number 54 of J.J. Yaley, the number 62 of Brendan Gaughan, the number 66 of Timmy Hill, and the number 96 of Daniel Suarez from Monterey, Mexico, trying to make the Daytona 500. Three of those drivers will not make the Daytona 500. Four of them will, uh, and we get it going on Sunday. I'll have another little Clayton in the car segment on Monday um, before I leave for Daytona and we will discuss the qualifying entry again and who was fast as the open teams 
um, who wasn't, and we'll break that down a little bit, and maybe we'll give you a talking in circles. And I want to give a quick update on talking in circles. Unfortunately, I've had some family problems here the last couple of, of days. Uh, we were supposed to do a talking in circles on Wednesday, but a family issues have come up, and it's just been real tough to plan a show and get that all uh, figured out. I'm trying to keep the 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 um, content coming to you folks, but it, it's it's been tough on my family, and uh, I'll maybe discuss it on a later show at a later date. So I apologize that you're not hearing from Philip Matthew or from Spencer Cowan. Um, we will have more is- more questions. Uh, should have more answers, I should say, uh, about the family issue on Friday, and we'll we'll determine our schedule for speed weeks uh, as that goes on. Um, but you know, so uh, some tough times going on, and I appreciate you all thinking of us here. But um, I wanted to keep the content pumping here on Talking Circles and, and Clayton in the car. So I wanted to give you a little bit of something here. But um, yeah, that's that's how you qualify for the Daytona 500. It's very complicated. I'll try and lay it out uh, a little bit better on a next talk Clayton in the car here. Um, So we'll see you then.